today's topic will be Edward, death. 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 I know that you might feel like, oh no, that's so sad. No one wants to talk about death. Mm. It's not. It's not something that people talk about. And yet, and still, we cannot avoid it. Yeah, it's it's it's. If you don't believe in absolutes, the death. It's absolute. Yeah. It's quite absolute. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard when everyone is dying around us. It's kind of hard not to to miss that one, you know. So, we are going to um today talk about death in the sense of before death, so approaching yes. death. Um what happens before we die and then we have mm. other episodes where we talk about like death in itself, um funeral and so on. And then exactly. another episode on grieving mm. and what yeah how you grieve and the different stages and it's only because so many of you have written in to us and talked to us about death like you wanted us to discuss death and so we figured that we had to listen to our listeners mm-hmm. and discuss death in these three episodes like this so so it i'm i'm still young so i haven't Relatively. Uh, yeah <laughs> i haven't really like encountered death that much that often so i've been to like maybe one or two funerals in my life of people who i who i didn't know yeah so it wasn't a big deal for me but obviously i could see all the relatives and the other people who were Mm. like devastated Mm. and the first time i saw a dead body was like when i was i don't know 14 really and that was really scary and that was really scary because Mm. that person just looked oh yeah no I, i think oh yeah wow my first dead body must have been my godmother mm-hmm. um, because my godmother was like old you mm-hmm. know and uh, and then she died um and I remember going to her funeral and, I, and it was just like this you know really weird situation where here was this woman who was really strict and you figured that if there if there was anyone who would be able to scare death it would be her but she <laughs> death won again you know um, when we get to her funeral I have a funny joke about her funeral and everything but uh, uh, that's safe for the funeral. Yeah, safe for the funeral section. Yeah, safe safe for the funeral section. The, the funny things that happened at funerals, though. No. Uh, no, but death was so. So death became um, something that you had to deal with because I grew up in this congregation with a lot of people who were like really old. Like the oldest person in our congregation, her mother had been a slave. Oh wow! So she was like old. Uh, and I remember, like, like when she died, and people were so sad, and because I was so young, I, I didn't understand why. Why they so sad? Yeah, because I grew up in a church where people talked about, you know, like you die and you're gonna go to heaven. Jesus is coming back again, <laughs> and you know, you gotta put your faith in Jesus. It's a good thing. <laughs> so I mean, I'm like, okay, death, whoa, whatever, you know. And then when people died, people were like really upset, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like it was an unnatural thing, which has always been like one of the the weird things for me because death is part of life here, and so why is it such a taboo? Why do people have I mean, such no a hard time talking talk about, about it? And, it? Or they try to, and, and especially, I mean, nowadays, I guess when we're so far removed from death, but these people had grown up on farms. They killed their own animals. They yeah, smoked they their own them. hams. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there were people in the congregation who could actually smoke their own ham. Like, cut up the pig, smoke Yeah, yeah. They, like, they know how to do it. Yeah, that, they know I, where the meat comes from. And when I used to eat pork, I tell you, that was some good old ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, like my... My grandfather's mother, I mean, she had 
chickens and everything. She's like, boy, God, dang, give me a chicken. I'm like, I'm not getting you a chicken, lady. <laughs> but and in that sense, I have... She snapped the neck of the chicken, but still death was like a big deal. But I don't know, in that sense, like death, when it comes to death to like animals, I mean, I helped my parents cut chicken throats and kill fish and stuff and, and eat it wasn't them like a sacrifice or anything no was, no 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 okay. we would we would eat them okay. we would make fun of it that's good okay uh, so we would eat them mm. and and i never felt like this this was connected to a death in the same sense as okay. when i think of death someone dies because you actually have a relationship to that person that person wow. has thoughts uttering um dreams a few had a future has done something in the past mm. and I don't know. So when we talk about death, I mean, we have different ways of going yeah. to die. Sense of, um, oh, well, no. so you can suddenly die, yeah. like a sudden death. Yeah. It's, it's a, the people feel it's especially tragic when it's young people, it's children. Mm. And then you have the scenario of slowly dying. So you yeah. know you will die yeah. within, let's say, a year. Right. Well, I, I mean... I think as a kid growing with animals, my so the first death would be like my goldfish, mm-hmm. which you didn't really care about them. You just they were like really creepy, so you would just like flush them in the toilet. But then when my bird Stupid dies, my bird was named Stupid <laughs> because it was it was oh, a parakeet wow. and it couldn't talk, and I didn't know that parakeets weren't parrots because parrot was in the name, so it must be a parrot if it's a parakeet. And so it so it called your bird and so stupid. it didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't talk okay. to us called stupid. So when stupid died. died, I was really sad. You I just was like, had a relationship too. Yeah, because yeah, stupid yeah. was my bird, you know. And <laughs> that was like my partner. I could talk to stupid about anything because stupid <laughs> could say anything. <laughs> stupid had all my secrets. Now my bird was dead. No, but it, <clears throat> but but I think animals can come sometimes prepare us for death. Um, but People I think, get devastated when their dogs or cats die. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like I remember when my when my guinea pig. So I, I I guess I have these really stupid names for animals. I had a <laughs> guinea pig called Cold Cut. Cold Cut, you know, like sliced meat that you put on sandwiches. <laughs> and so, and and my friend smoked weed in my guinea pig cage and my oh, guinea no. pig died. And, and I didn't have the money. It was going to cost like $1,000 for the guinea pig to get, to go to see the vet. And I didn't have $1,000 oh, no. back then. So my guinea pig died. And I cried for like, for weeks. I, I oh. was at work. I was a waiter back then. I was doing the waiting part of my apprenticeship and i was like devastated you know um but the first but but i so i I think that that animals kind of maybe can help us prepare to be aware of of death but um and i think it's definitely 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 a difference between someone you know who dies Mm -hmm. and someone you know so i think that so my godmother dies um and that was that was kind of hard and everything i mean she was really hard on me and stuff but i was really sad that she died uh, but then the first death of someone I knew would have been my, my old roommate. So I had our old roommate, Randy, and, and Randy ended up getting cancer. I was here in Sweden, and I didn't have the money to go back, and uh, I didn't know he was really that sick. Um, and his brother calls me up on, uh, on his last, like, half an hour of life. Wow. Um, and so Randy calls me, and he... Um, so he calls me on the phone and I'm like, I'm like, man, Ryan, don't say that Randy's dead. That's not cool, man. He's like, he's like, Ed, I'm serious. I'm not joking with you this time. My brother's dying. I'm like, no. And like, that was like the guys, we were five guys that moved out of the house together. Um, so that was like the first time I, I left home and, and we were like really close and Randy was always there for me. He was like one of the nicest guys. 
Um, and we talked on the phone. Like, he knew he was dying. He's like, I'm never going to see you again. He goes, it's so sad. I wanted to come to Sweden. I want to be there when you get ordained as a priest, you know. And, like, he had just gotten baptized uh, that week. And so it was, like, this really, like, just big thing. And he just, and he called and he said, I just wanted to thank you for being my friend all these years. Oh, wow. I want to thank you for all the tennis games and all the jokes and when we were roommates. And, and I just want to tell you, I'm going to really miss you. Did he say that to you? Yeah, he said that to me. Wow. Uh, so I was It's just not like, like, he's still living. He's going to miss you. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, wow, you know, and, and I was like, and then like, we're talking, I'm like, yo, you know, Do you feel like you made your peace with God? He's like, dude, I just got baptized. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess so. He goes, I'm like, I'm like, I just can't believe that you're going to be dead. I can't believe I'm never going to talk to you again. I can't believe we're not going to joke about food or go and eat something wacky or do something crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was that was the first real loss that I had due to death, and it, it really, like, I, it really affected me uh, a lot. I felt guilty because I didn't have money to go back to the states. Um, I wanted to see his, um, I wanted to be there because his family and I, we, I mean, I'd grown up together. His brother and I went to school together. But you, uh, did so. you, did you know that he had cancer and he was to, he was supposed to die? He or? told, he told us, so he told us all the friends, he told us that, that he was sick mm -hmm. and that he probably had cancer. Mm -hmm. But um, he wasn't really specific. No, he wasn't specific and it went so quickly. Yeah. So within a, a month and a half of him telling me that he had cancer, he was dead. Wow. So it uh, so it went really, 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 really fast. And sounds like our friend mom who yeah. just like got diagnosed and she was supposed to get chemo and everything, and then mm. she died. And we we're like, what? Yeah. What happened? Exactly. Yeah, cancer is like a, a real pain in the ass, you know. Because I mean, my dad got cancer, and I didn't know how sick he was either. And he had made all these plans. So we made plans for him to come to Sweden. We're going to ride motorcycles together and stuff. Um, and then he just died. Like, that never happened. He never made it to Sweden. He never... But isn't that know. maybe something that's why people avoid talking about death? Because um, it reminds them of how mm. how life is short and la how yeah. life is ending. And that maybe all the things you plan are in vain because you are not really wow. in power. That was biblical. <laughs> yeah, just, but... We're going to have the book of Lynn in the Bible now. <laughs> No, but but you you know what I mean. Yeah. Like people realize that oh crap! So everything that I plan, all the money I put into pension might never be used. Exactly. Um, but but in, in that case, wouldn't like the nearness of death should make us then appreciate life better? Mm -hmm. If I if I knew that that uh, last week I, I was certain I knew that this week would be the last week of my life, I would live it so totally different. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so uh, actually, you would you would live life more to the fullest. I believe that when you're aware and you accept death as part of life, mm. and I think that when you hold death away, then you're actually living in a fake life because death will catch up to you. You mm -hmm. will die. You, you know, death, death will slap you in the face soon. So, <laughs> I am death. <laughs> you know, and you can do nothing about it. Like, no, you but, can you can drag it out. But like, but, but in preparing for death. I think there's a lot of things people can do. So I think things like I don't think it's I don't think it's stupid like in your age. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could die. I would hope not. That would be really yeah. Devastating. But people in my age have died. Exactly. <laughs> but if you so. but if you but if you were like to like think about your own death, and I think people should just write down some kind of idea about how they want people to celebrate their passing. Yeah, actually, we we were when we talked about it yesterday at our friend's home mm. because his mom 
passed away and they were talking about like the cremation and stuff and i was saying like i i don't know what i would want people to do with my remains really no but then we we came up we were talking Wait, would about would you donate yeah we were talking about donating okay. and stuff but that's also a complicated process because what if you die in a car crash then usually your your organs can't be donated because uh-huh. most of the time your brain ha- or your heart has to pump okay. a certain while else uh, like oh, you can't be cold you can't be cold oh, like really? no you, you can't really really I never knew that wow i mean that may, I mean, it makes sense but i've just like never thought about that like you have to be like i mean your your organs have to be living functioning okay. like you you can't just put them in the fridge and like oh here you go here's a liver <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> open the refrigerator door which part do you want today <laughs> So there, there is like an expiring date on your organs. Okay. That's why like all the organs, you can't really have organ transportation for a long yeah. time. Okay. Uh, anyway, but but that's like what, what happens if you want to donate your organs, but you yeah. can't because, I don't know, you die in a certain way, so you can't right. donate your organs. So what do you want your body? Like what do you want it? Yeah. When I was younger, I wanted my body donated to science. Yeah, I was thinking about it too, but, but that's, that's a bit creepy. But that's when I was really good looking. I don't want my I don't want people looking at me all fat and overweight and just like like no, that's not fun. No, but um yeah, but I think I think that just even if you don't write out fully, I think that could really be a way that helps people to deal with death because one of the things that's when a person dies is they have to deal with the body. Mm-hmm. The it's the people who are alive who have to deal with that. And so yeah. it's better to know that was one good thing about my dad. My dad and I had a conversation, and he told me exactly what he wanted. And that mm-hmm. caused a gigantic rift in the family because my grandmother wanted to pay for a casket that was going to cost, I think it was like $30,000. Oh it was something ridiculous. It was something ridiculous. It was like gold and metal, and it had like a cushion <laughs> and vibrator oh, inside. No. <laughs> it had stereo music, would play James Brown for the next hundred years. I don't know. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> And my dad said, you know, he says, do not spend any money on my casket. He says, put me in a wooden box, throw me into the ground. <laughs> so we got a nice wooden box. But, yeah. it was, but it was a wooden box. It would dispose, you know, it would break down really quickly. And, and that's what he wanted. And yeah. because that's what he wanted, then it didn't it really easy. matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it there, was no there was exactly. no fighting. There was no fighting. Well, the family happened. fought me, but I'm like, I'm the oldest. That's and what he dad wanted. dad told me. So. Bam. <laughs> so what? <laughs> So that that and, and I think that 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 because people get so crazy around death, when someone dies, people just get really kooky looky sometimes, and they say things. Sometimes, people who hated you will turn you into a saint. Oh wow! Yeah, death is like really weird because people deal with it differently. But um, so if you know you're gonna die, um, write down the instructions. Write down what you really want. How do you want? You know, if there's a certain song you want people to play or anything, just write down instructions for people because it makes it easier. But what if you don't care? I think then you still should write something. You should, you should do this. Even if you don't care, it's, it, you, there's people around you who care. Mm-hmm. And it still makes things complicated for them. So it would be, it would be much better for everyone to write down just something. Mm-hmm. Even if you just say, you know, um, just make a decision for people. Do you want to be cremated or do you want to be buried? Mm-hmm. That that little decision right there solves so much. Because mm-hmm. if people don't know, they and if people are emotional, and they feel bad. I mean, in our culture, black American culture, we want to have an open casket so that people could, <laughs> they got to touch the body. They got to kiss it and everything. I'm like, oh, oh 
That's why I get buried in Sweden. A closed casket. No don't, one will touch don't you. Don't be kissing me after death. Kiss me now when I'm alive so I can feel it. You know? <laughs> but that, that's our culture. People run up to the casket and they're like, oh my gosh. They are embracing the body, pulling it out of the casket, kissing and touching. And Ooh. people throw stuff in the casket, you know, like... Take this to the other side. I'm like, what kind of weird mumbo jumbo is this? Do you really think that people can take things from this life to the next life? You know, um, but that's but that's other things too. There's but that's like when, death rituals. But that's when you die. Um, yeah. What about if you know someone who's about to die? Wow. Well, that's I think that's you know like if you're really close to someone. So, um, a couple of years ago, one of the ladies that helped us to start cross culture, her name was Linnea, mm. uh, and Linnea died. Uh, she was just this cool old lady. She never got married. Uh, I thought she was kind of cute. You know? <laughs> I hope you told her when she was alive. <laughs> no, I didn't because I didn't know how she would take that. Uh, no, but but I but like she had Parkinson's, and I didn't realize that she was in as bad a shape as she had. Oh wow! So that actually produced some guilt in me because she was really nice to me, and I was just so crazy busy. And I was thinking, like, in the day, I was thinking, okay, next week I'm going to go by and see her, and she was dead. Oh. So I was like, oh. That taught you a lesson, didn't you? Yeah. I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It should teach you. You should you, not put things off. Yeah. You should say, you should you should appreciate people when you when they're alive. When they're around. And you should try to visit people when you can. Yeah. Because that can end really quickly. But that's, so that was one of the things that if I had known, that definitely would have changed. Um, um, because if you know someone's going to die, you you have to... Like, I, I think talking about death is natural. Mm. And I think most people avoid it. So they, here's a person we know is, who's going to die, but we avoid talking about death. But that's that person's reality. And instead of making the best of that time, so whether it's it's hospice time, so a person's dying, we're just trying to make them comfortable, whether it's just that the person has some other kind of ailment and we know they're, they're going to die, um, I think helping a person to approach that death mm-hmm. uh, with dignity and With as little suffering as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I. I mean, I don't. I don't think a With happy memories. Suffering death is necessarily good. I think. I mean, if I always thought that if I was gonna, if I knew I had cancer, I was gonna die. I think I wouldn't have a party. <laughs> I'm going to Jesus. <laughs> Last thing I'm gonna say to everybody, you know, you need have your heart heard about Jesus. <laughs> no, I think I would like to have a, a party with just some of my friends and people who meant a lot, and just to say. For Thank me to you. say my goodbye, because they're going to say their goodbye in the funeral. But I would love to say the opportunity to say that goodbye. I think like what I had with Randy was really so special to be able to actually say that goodbye to the person while they're still conscious. You know, um, like I knew my grandmother was going to die, mm. and that was really weird because I went to visit her, and she didn't really know who I was, and then she became really lucid, and then I remember like feeling that God said to me, she was not your mom, your grandmother's not gonna make it to Christmas time. And I just oh. started crying. Oh. I was like so I love my grandmother. She is like so important to me. Mm. Um and I told my mom and I'm and my mom's like, well, you know, maybe that's God's will, Ed, you know? Um and she ended up dying before Christmas, right before Christmas. Uh, so uh, that's just another thing to talk about how we, when God talks to us. But um but I was so happy because she told me, she says, she just like woke up like from a dream. And she just said, you know, baby, because that's what she <laughs> was called us. With that voice. <laughs> she says, you know, baby, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 
she said, you know, Granny really, really loves you. And I just want you to know how important and how proud I am of you. And then she was gone again because she had, she had Alzheimer's. So, Oh, uh, wow. So she was like um, clear when yeah, she said that. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like all of a sudden like the fog that had been all around her was like gone. Wow. And she was like, I'm like, oh my God, did God just do so? Like, well, what just happened? And then she was gone again. But, but that for me was really comforting to have that little moment of clarity with my grandmother mm. to be able to that do my she knew goodbye. who you were yeah, and who she, exactly. who she was talking to exactly. So it was, oh. um, so I, but I think that I think that helping people to to meet death and uh, is really important. I think that including children mm. in that preparation for death is important. I don't think that we should hide death from children. People are always afraid. Oh, how are the kids going to take it? Kids are great. If you tell them in a natural way, they will accept it as a natural thing. Oh yeah, kids like kids who come to funerals and stuff like that. Like I've seen kids, they totally handle death, and then they go out, like, <laughs> they and they, totally handle and death, and they go out and then they go out and play. Kids are great. Kids are like they they're in the moment, they're in all the sadness, mm. and then you get to the you know the wake or the after you know the repast, and then kids go out and they're just like they'll go and play. They'll tell jokes, uh, so I think that I think that it it helps us as adults when, as children, we've been introduced to death as a natural to process cope with in life. It, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, you know, I work in in a pharmacy, and we yeah. are dispensing a lot of medicine. And when I I just started a new job, so they were like calling this one set of medication. Like, oh, this mm. is the death package. And we were like, wow. what's the death what, what, what's the death is that, package? Is that what you give to your enemies? <laughs> no, and they were like, the Oh, you know, neighbors. it's like a sedative and it's painkillers and it's this one okay. for for like so you can cough off the slime and this one to wow. um you know, uh to drive wow. off the, the, the fluids and stuff and we we're like, Wow and they're like, Yeah, you'll you'll get used to seeing that and every time I see it I feel a bit sad. I'm like wow. Oh, so this this is someone who's dying, so I'm dispensing medicine. So and sometimes they're saying so crazy things. My colleagues yeah. like, um, well, just just to prove it, I, I don't think they're going to take it anyway. In the sense of they'll be dead anyway, so you can just, yeah, just wow. pass it. It's fine. And I'm like, wow. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't know. There's a different part. Like that's more professional yeah. view on death. And yeah. my it's just a process. My mother-in-law, she's a district nurse, and she yeah. told me about like the stories when. A father died, and their children were around, and and she was she's doing all these um, practical things. Yeah. But we can go into this, uh, like on in the other episode when yeah. death is actually Occurred. there, yeah. yeah, where she's like taking care of the body and asking like the, the people, do you want to help? Like, do you want to clean the body too? Do you want wow. to dress the body? And I was like, wow, well, cool. I'm so detached from death. Yeah. So yeah. when she's telling me, I'm just. Wow! Like, how do you cope with death? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, when I was yeah. a pre med student, that was because I uh, one of my classes at university was human anatomy and physiology, which mm-hmm. of course you had to you had to uh, dissect yeah. all kinds of animals, but you had two humans that you had to dissect. So I wow. had an older person uh, who died of natural cause, and then I had a woman who was in her forties who died of cancer. Mm. Uh, and so they just the condition of the body is like you know Different. it was easier easier with the younger person than it was with the older person. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but that that was such a weird class because the class was totally full. Like we st- people stood it. So if you came to class late, you had to stand in the doorway. Oh wow! And then you repeated what the professor said into the hall because there so was like thirty five people in the hall. Yeah. Because there was enough room in the class, and so she's like, "This is ridiculous." So she comes back in with this cart. 
She's like, this is part of your final exam, so you might as well get used to it. She opens it up, zip, the body bag, lifts up the dead body, you know, oh, the wow. cadaver. People fainted, vomited, <laughs> ran out of the class. The very next day, there was room for everybody with room to spare in the class. She's like, yeah, that usually clears out the class. <laughs> so she's used to it. Yeah. And what, so, ab- what about people who uh, die young? Like unexpectedly, let's say. Yeah. Like I have a friend and her, her sister died in a car crash. Mm. Totally like she yeah. was innocent. It's not like she did anything. No. She was just walking there yeah, and she got this, killed. So with young people, you have three types of death. You have suicide, mm-hmm. where the young person chooses for some reason to end their life. Mm. You have stupid death. So kids go on, they get drink and they start drinking and driving and they crash the car and people die. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, innocent death. And mm-hmm. that's where just wrong place, wrong time, bad luck, whatever. Mm. And the person dies unexpectedly. Uh, I guess you you could say fourth, it would be like death by sickness or something like that. Yeah. Because there are certain diseases where young people don't live very long mm. um, and stuff like that. But um, and, and people take those deaths really hard. I think that because we have this idea in our head that somehow death is appropriate at a certain age. Yeah, it's and like it's that, time for you to die now. Yeah, and like if you and so if you're and so people are guaranteed a certain length of life, but there is no guarantee. Yeah. There's no there's no religion, no faith, no philosophy, no natural processes that guarantee a person's life to a certain age. Mm. But for some reason in our heads, we think that psychologically. And so it's that, that shock that shatters that, that worldview. Mm. Young people aren't guaranteed a long life. And they could, and, and because we live in the modern age, so if we lived 150 years ago, 200 years ago, where infant mortality was like really high. Yeah. It was normal for babies not to make it to their fifth birthday. Yeah. You know, and so then uh, a young person dying, that wasn't even thing abnormal. That was just what It you was expected. really sad though, but people cope with it because it was their yeah. second child well, they've lost. Well, they have third. 15 children. Yeah. It's just in case, you know, because kids don't always make it to adulthood, you know. I think those deaths maybe produce even more anger. The ones before. No, I mean, oh, no. I mean nowadays. Yeah. Like, I think when when a young person dies or children, I think it produces more anger in yeah. people, and more yeah. sense of like unfairness. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if you think about, it, we live in the age of penicillin now, and since the invention of penicillin and other antibiotics, life has improved. People just we don't we don't have that many mass you know diseases, epidemics and yeah. diseases, and people's life has been spared. Way and we beyond. are used to it. We're and we're so used to it. We're so used to the advances of medicine. So we're not at all concerned considering. Or... Yeah, we're not concerned. We, and that gives us this false sense of immortality. <laughs> we think that we've defeated death. <laughs> we think that death is something that happens when we're really old. That's not, the, that's not true. We've just tricked ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we, of course, we've extended life and more people live and everything. But, but they still are going to die. Mm. And we still have to be able to deal with death. We need a society that is so open to reality so that we can deal with death. So our message today is talk about death with your pals and your family and yeah. your children even. That life is ending. There is an expiring date on mm. everyone. And, and, and prepare for it. Yeah. Write down information. Prepare for it. Tell yeah. someone what you want. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult to talk about, but... Just do it. I think it, it makes us more prepared. Yeah, it does. It's a lot nicer to do that. Well, my computer says, when I'm dead, you open the file and it's all the instructions. It's really clear. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It says, now you know that. So in case I die, you just open my computer. Yeah. It says, when I die, and then, you know. 
Oh wow! Follow the instructions. I hope I never have to do that. I hope you will be immortal. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Even with good antibiotics, I think that death is <laughs> death is looking at me going. We got a date. <laughs> so, guys, tune in next time when we talk about the actual death. Yes, when we talk about death, and in in light of the funeral. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us for uh, Fika for Life. Uh, keep writing your questions. I hope that this podcast has stimulated you to think about death or anything else. And like we say, no taboo questions here. So whatever you want us to talk about, just send, the, send in more questions and more information, and we'll try to put it into our schedule. Take care, everyone. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again. <laughs>